Hello and good day. Hey, welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Camping in Ontario offers lots of outdoor activities, but one that stands out is fishing. With all of our lakes and rivers and various fish species, Ontario has lots of fun and exciting things for people to do if they're angling. In this uh, episode, we'll just talk about while you're camping in Ontario, some of the, the aspects of fishing. So we can look at first at the bait and tackle selection. Uh, if you're choosing what bait or tackle you're using, um, you want to optimize your chances of success by choosing the right ones, but that depends a little bit on what you're trying to catch. Some of the popular options are include worms and minnows, uh, leeches and artificial lures. You have to check um, check BMZ, BMZ, BMZ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bait management zone for certain things that you're not allowed to use. So you may not be allowed to use minnows or you may not be allowed to use leeches in certain areas. Uh, so the cho- choice of the bait depends on the kind of fish you're trying to catch and the time of year. And it's best to try to carry a variety of options with you if you can. Uh, but don't ever dump your bait because um, you're introducing potentially invasive uh, species invasive species where you don't want to be introducing those. Which is why we have the, the BMZ. There's, I believe there are four of them, and they're specifically about not introducing invasive species to, to other waters, other waterways maybe. So, okay, and once you've got your, your bait and tackle, I suppose we should probably throw in there that, that you want to have a fishing rod, reel on that fishing rod, hopefully with some line on it. There are many, many, many types, and I highly recommend doing a little research or, or watching some, some YouTube fisher, fisher types, which we'll get to, and a net. The, the ways are than, than trying to reach in and, and grab a hold of the slimy, slippery fish. So with tackle, just pack a sort of assortment of things, hooks, sinkers, bobbers, um, fishing line. If your line breaks and you need to replace it or the fish runs away with your line, allows you to experiment with different techniques and, and adapt to different fishing scenarios. Yeah. And, you know, you can take worms, you can take Mr. Wiggly's, whatever. There's it, it, different times of year, different types of fish. It's you're going to there's going to be a bit of a learning curve. Uh, I've been doing it forever, and I still suck at it. So there you go. <laughs> so there's always room for improvement. <laughs> the, uh, so th- then you want to try to find a good fishing spot. Man, it's, it's probably pretty hard to find a lousy fishing spot here in Canada, but you will find ones that have been fished harder than other areas. Uh, obviously, the... the the more difficult it is to get to, the chances are there's more fish there. The more remote? Yep, more remote. Absolutely. Check your regulations first, though. There's a, what's it called? Fish fish Online. It's a it's a government, so it's a bit clunky. It's put out by the, you know, I want to say it's a MNR, Ministry of Natural Resources and Forests. Um, I'm not positive, but it, it is government. Uh, it, you can you can check the, the local requirements. You can check your... Uh, BMZs. You can also check to see what what's stocked, uh, how many of what you're allowed to take out of the and, and the seasons for um, different types of fish. You know, bass, pickerel, or walleye, which we'll get to in a minute as well. <laughs> <laughs> Musky, you know, pike, rainbow trout, all that sort of jazz. You need to have here in Ontario. You need to have a license, which I, it 
used to be there used to be a fishing license and a hunting license. I'm pretty sure it's a one card thing in my wallet now. Uh, it, I think it's just an outdoors card, and you renew it every year or every three years or or, or what have you. Uh, different levels. Again, quick quick Google search will get take you to the right government site, which I yeah I'm not positive. YouTube YouTube and Instagram are are huge resources for certainly for finding fishing type things. Paddleheads is one of my favorite uh, fishing channels because that's pretty much what they do uh, on YouTube. Uh, John from uh, John and Aaron from uh, Lost Lakes YouTube. Uh, killer, killer fisher. Fisher is fisher the right term? Fisherman, fisher people, fisher person. Fisher, fisher. Alex and Jess from Tents and Timber are uh, they love fishing and they're pretty darn good at it. Tunis and Brit. Pete Park is a fisherman. Pete, Pete Park, <laughs> yeah. So, but though, but they're 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 also all a bunch of lunatics, and they have no problem going out when when the it's like it's like an overcast day, despite the fact that it's there are no clouds, but there's so many bugs because that's the best time to, to go out and, and try to get yourself some some rainbow trout or, or what have you, just or speckled brook. Oh man, I don't fish that early in the spring. I just don't. <laughs> Uh, you can you can uh, resource topographical maps. Uh, they will tell you different depths, so which you can often figure out different water temperatures because that affects what you're looking at. And then uh, when you're out there, you know, look for look for an overhanging tree that gives some shade and a bit of cover. Uh, maybe there's a part part of a, a trunk of a, an old tree in in the water. Again, gives them gives them a bit of cover. You want to fish around that without, hopefully, without getting snagged in said tree. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what you're looking to do. So uh, you have the option of fishing from your your boat or your canoe, and you have the op- option of fishing from shore. Uh, fishing from a canoe lets you get a bit more access potentially to some rem- remote spots where the fish might be hiding, and and explore more areas. Um, ensure your canoe stable equipped with rod holders if you want to keep your gear secure opt for lightweight versatile fishing rods and reels that won't hinder your maneuverability when you're in your canoe when you're casting try to aim for areas as tim said near vegetation drop-offs areas where there there might be a submerged shelter that the fish might be under yeah submerged islands what was the one there's so we we occasionally go up to a cottage uh, outside of gravenhurst and there's, if you go into a, a particular bay, there's a, a trunk of an a- ancient tree that comes up out of, not far off the edge of an island, but it comes up out of the water. And I have hooked a gigantic bass and got it up to the side of the boat, um, but it was massive. And, and it's it's that sort of thing, like where there's some, I don't know, uh, uh, underground structures, I guess, or not underground, sorry, underwater structures for, for fish to sort of lurk it gives them some protection so fishing from shore can be fun too um certainly we have experience with that too with the kids up at the cottage and you're catching sunfish and like little non-keeper fish things that are just kind of fun to, to catch and then throw them back in uh it's equally rewarding you can just when you're watching when you're fishing from shore look for areas where fish are maybe active so you might see some jumping some ripples in the water uh, you might see some bugs flying over the water, and then you see a ripple in the water, just indicating that the the fish are jumping to get the, the bugs. Um, casting near rocky areas, docks, fallen trees, submerged vegetation increases your chances of catching something, because that's where they like to hide. 
and just be mindful of other campers try to leave no trace clean up your fishing area after yourself don't leave your fishing wire and hooks and stuff lying around yeah don't don't hook your fishing partner either <laughs> yeah well that was when the, we took the kids first fishing it's like look out <laughs> he's, he's casting i think thomas hooked me <laughs> and i had we had to go into the hospital and get it get it removed we couldn't i couldn't push it through and a pansy bedwetter <laughs> So time of day also affects uh, fishing and or the viability of potentially catching something. Um, depends on the species, but generally, you know, early in the morning, like we get up. <laughs> it's, it's we. It's uh, now it's me. Although it, occasionally I've managed to drag a kid out with me early. Like you look, you're talking dawn, 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 and and dusk are your are your good ones. They're golden hours. It depends. You know, it changes. It changes a little bit with weather conditions, temperatures, uh, as as waters in the spring, waters are cool, so they are up much closer to the surface into warmer water. Uh, plus, uh, all the bugs are out there, so they're attract. That's attracting them to the surface. As as you move throughout the summer, they tend to go a little deeper. Maybe maybe in the morning they're up a little higher in the water, a little a little shallower, and then and then they move back down deeper uh, cooler so look for look for that's where your topographical maps come into play because you can look for drop-offs or or just deeper areas as as it, they gradually you know slope away so some of the more popular species of fish to catch in ontario are walleye northern pike smallmouth bass and lake trout uh, it's important to be aware of when you're consuming fish whether it's safe to to, to eat or whether it's not safe to eat and just you want to check with local authorities make sure a whether you're legitimately allowed to be catching certain species at certain times of year um, and whether they're safe to eat because they may have contaminants like mercury pcb dioxin uh, generally you're trying to consume smaller and younger fish because they will have accumulated less of those contaminants over their lifespan uh, and there is a good resource for that this is a book that tim has uh, which is called the Guide to Eating Ontario Sportfish, and you can actually obtain that from the Ministry of the Environment. Ministry of the Environment and online uh, Ontario.ca forward slash fish guide. Uh, so you can, if you want to look things up online, then that's the best place to try to find out that information for Ontario. Yeah, and I think I think actually it was a, a travel Ontario. You know the kiosks you see as you're you know going up the four hundred highway right, or whatever. Information booths. That's yeah. that's the ones. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's where I got the book from originally. Cool. So that's a good place to go. And just general guidelines around fish consumption. Just follow again advisories. Make sure that the fish that you are consuming, like Lake Ontario and the Great Lakes generally, are very heavily polluted. You don't really want to be consuming fish out of those bodies of water um, and there are limitations that if people are choosing to consume those fish of how often they should be consuming fish I think it's less than eight meals a week or sorry less than eight meals a month of fish that are caught in the Great Lakes but I, I honestly I don't think I would and really younger and smaller uh, particularly here in Lake Ontario and I can't I can't speak to all the other Great Lakes but I, I even remember even back as a kid anything so Salmon, perfect, perfect example. Lake Ontario salmon, uh, you know, a gigantic ones like twenty something pounds, twenty two pounds, maybe. I don't know what the record is, maybe twenty five pounds, something like that. Um, but probably averaging something in a fifteen, eighteen pounds. 
and you you even wouldn't want to go average you'd want to kind of go lean on the small side because it meant they were younger and less likely to have they would have a smaller volume and a smaller percentage of mercury in them although eating anything with mercury in it maybe just don't <laughs> catch and release clean and cook your fish properly because fish can be carriers of things like bad bacteria you don't want and or parasites uh, so make sure that they do reach an internal temperature of at least 145 degrees Fahrenheit or 63 degrees Celsius to, so you're eliminating any p- potential parasites or bacteria yeah and 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 uh, being the tree huggers that we are so e- eco-friendly and sustainable fishing think about things like yeah well for starters by by doing that you're you're doing you're you're preserving the fish populations yes there's lots of stocking going on but it's a it's a really popular pastime you know not just for for those of us here in Ontario or, or here in, in Canada but you know the, the people that that fly in and you know we have we have lodges that are dedicated entirely to fishing um, guided you know it, it's a it's a big industry here uh, because we have so much of the of the world's fresh water don't we don't want to fish them out right so if you're doing things like uh, for starters don't break the rules there's some uh, I was just gonna use a bad word there was a, a person that was caught with something like 40 pickerel walleye whatever term you want to use <laughs> and and if you go to the paddleheads those guys will, will will tell you how that goes I think he was caught with oh it was, it was crazy it was like 40 walleye like uh, 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 I'm at a loss you <laughs> I don't. You can't get a permit for that much. You like have you, to you, know that that's more than yeah, you're allowed. That that's that's a dick move for starters. And and how are we supposed to? Ha- what what about the next guy that wants to fly in and, and do some fishing? You know, like how you can't eat that much. Come on, so disappointing. So catch limits and size restrictions. Just just follow the rules, okay? Catch and release when you can. Tunis is, I Tunis from uh, Mister Freak of Nature. Is great at at knowing what what sustainably what's a good size to keep fits the regulations and you know like put it, put it out to breed for another day or two or to to be caught by somebody else on another day for for fun as opposed to for food you know that one's gonna that one's been around for a while that's a that's a strong fish you know it's a strong bloodline let him or her get out there and. Uh, and make some more species. babies. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Given the option, try not to use lead-based sinkers. That seems pretty straightforward. Lead, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Contaminations. All right. Uh, and and when you your spool gets all turns into a rat nest or whatever with with your fishing line, don't chuck it over the side of the boat. Don't leave it on your campsite. Take it take it home with you. Dispose of it properly. You know, uh, we see so many stories of. And not just in in tiny waters like like we have here in, in Ontario, but but in the the sea where, you know, uh, whatever a dolphin, a, um, a whale, a, a seal, you know they get they get all wrapped up in in fishing line that's been discarded. Don't be one of those people. How's that? So that's it for us for today about fishing while you're camping in Ontario. Uh, it's a great opportunity to connect with nature. You're out there in your boat anyway, and. And you get the thrill of catching something. You get that dopamine rush because you caught something. But uh, you can get that dopamine rush and let the fish go and let it propagate the species and still have that fun. 
So follow the local regulations, make sure you take the right gear, and try to be adopting sustainable fishing practices so you and future generations can enjoy fishing. That's it for us for today. We will talk to you again soon. I'm Pamela. I'm Tim. And we are from supergeekcamping.com. Please do reach out to us on all the social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel. We would love more subscribers on that channel. And please do email us. We would love to hear from you. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's hi at supergoodcamping.com. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.